0: There we go. I've known, felt, had a sense for about the last week. Oh, didn't like it? All right. I uh, have had a sense for the last week that we were supposed to go some other direction than I had intended. And uh, sure enough, God did what he wanted to do. So I'm going to put what I was going to share on hold, but I want to share something with you. That's in line with what the Lord, I think, has been showing us. There are two kinds of expressions to God's word. There is God's, or God's will, I think, even. There is the decreed, what we call the decreed will of God. The decreed will of God is like this. Let there be light. It didn't matter that there was nobody there to believe that. It didn't matter that if there had been somebody there, they hadn't believed it. There was going to be light. That decree was from God. Let there be light. And there was light. Nothing could stop it. Nothing could thwart it. Nothing could change it. Let there be light. The same is true of God's promises. He has a purpose. That is decreed in the earth. It will be realized. It will be fulfilled. Period. End of sentence. End of paragraph. His purpose for his kingdom will be realized. That's the decreed will of God. And then there's the desired will of God. The desired will of God. God includes us in a lot of that. And he desires for what he says to happen. This is what he desires, and he is including us in the realization of that taking place. A lot of times in scripture, it's prefaced, the desired will of God is prefaced by if. For instance, in Second Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, if, if my people do this, then I will do this. Premise being, if you don't do this, if my people don't do this, I will not be free to do this. And as I was thinking about the promises, and and, and, and the Lord just brought me back to what he had given us the other day. As we've talked about the Lord enlarging us. Asking the Lord to enlarge our heart. Asking the Lord to enlarge our influence. He took me back again. To Isaiah 119, because I believe this is a desired promise. And David spells it out, and you can look it up later. I didn't give it to Karis because I didn't know we were going here. But it starts in Psalms 119, verse 25. And David says, My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. The word revive means take me back to something. Okay? Revive means at one time something existed, something was happening, and it is no longer happening, and I'm asking you to revive that, to do that again. Okay? So when you see that, that's what he's talking about. Revive me according to your word. I have told of my ways, and you have answered me. Teach me your statutes. David's expressing his heart. Lord, this is my heart. This is what I, I want you to revive me. I, I, I am broken. I am in the dust. I am clinging. My soul has been made low that all I have to cling to is the dust. And I'm asking you to revive me according to your word. I have told of my words, of my ways, and you have answered me. Is this too loud? Because it is ringing like crazy to me. It's not? Okay. He says, I have told of my ways and you have answered me. One of the things the Lord has really kind of driven home to me in the last few months is the concept of being extremely honest with God. You would think, well, why why wouldn't you want to be honest with God? He knows everything anyway, you know. But it's very difficult for us sometimes to really just be honest with God, to tell him the things that are really going on inside of us. And I think that's part of the prerequisite for where God's going here. David says, look, I've told you. My ways. I've told you my good ways. I've told you my bad ways. I've told you the things that I didn't believe. I told you when I was angry. I told you whenever I sinned. I told you, you knew when I went into Bathsheba. You knew I did that. And now I am admitting that. I'm telling you, you know my ways. I have told you my ways. I believe that honesty with the Lord is one of the prerequisites for what God wants to do later on in this chapter. I have told you my ways, and you have answered me. Teach me your statutes. I've given you my ways, now I want your ways. Show me what you have to say. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wonders. Now, there's a lot of words in the Psalms. There's precepts, there's law, there's ways, there's, he, there's all kinds of descriptions that he says, your statutes, all of those things. And, and there's, a, there's a very fine difference between all of those, not much, but they're all under the heading of God's word. Okay? Okay? They're all some aspect of God's word. So when he says, teach me your statutes, that means it's it's your word. Show me this expression of your word. It all comes under what God's saying to us and revealing to us. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts so I will meditate on your wonders. Listen, I'm coming to realize That in order for my soul to be revived, it is essential that I meditate on the wonders of God. Because the reason I have lost whatever it was that needs to be revived is I have taken my focus off of what God has done already. And I'm hacked that he isn't doing it now or hacked that he isn't doing it this way. Remember my ways And that's one of the things I want to encourage you about as we go on, especially when we talk about what I was going to talk about today. To remember what you did today was so good. To remember what God has done. Remember what God has said. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so I will meditate on your ways. My soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove the false way from me and graciously grant me your law, your word, what you say you want to happen. I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinances before me. That wasn't always the case because I told you my ways. I told you what I thought. I told you the way I saw it. But I have chosen now to choose the faithful way. I have placed your ordinances before me. I have set my heart on doing what you want me to do. You know, I I hear this a lot of times, and we're going to talk about the secret place some more in the next few weeks or so. People talk about the trouble they have, you know, finding the secret place, getting in a quiet place. And inevitably you hear, well, I tried it. I tried it. And I want to ask, did you try breathing? Because I promise you, the first breath you drew, you had trouble drawing it. There was all this stuff in your lungs that was saturating your body when you were in the womb. And it was necessary for all of that to be expelled in order for you to be able to breathe? Did you just try breathing? Did you try once and say, I ain't doing it no more? Or how about, did you try eating? Did you try eating one time and didn't like it? That's it, I ain't ever eating again. I ain't eating nothing. Did you just try eating? Did you just try breathing? Why would you just try God? The distinction is you made a commitment to breathe you made a commitment to eat some of us made a deeper commitment than others but we are committed to eating because we know the benefit to the body until we come to the place that i am committed to your ways I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinance before me. I cling to your ordinances. God, I am committed to this. Am I going to blow it? Probably. When I blow it, I'm going to commit again to walking with you. I'm going to stay committed to you. And that's what you see the transition here that David's making. He's broken, he's so low, all I can grasp is the dust. Revive me again. Restore what was here before. I've been honest with you. I've told you my ways. I've chosen to cling to your ways and choose your ways. I'm committed to that. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. I shall run the way of your commandments. For you will enlarge my heart. desired will of God is it God's desire to enlarge our heart is it God's desire to give us a greater capacity for himself I think it is I think no matter how much of God you've experienced none of us have just scratched the surface there's so much more of him to be had David realized that he realized it even in his brokenness There's more. There's more out there. I haven't sought it. I haven't walked in it. But I'm going to walk in it. I'm choosing to walk in it. I'm choosing his ways as best I understand them. And if I blow it, I'm going to choose it again. Do not put me to shame. I shall run the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge my heart. That's the desired will of the Father. Is it conditioned? I think it is. God will not force more of himself on you. He draws us. He desires for us to know him. And we respond in kind to that. The desired will of God is to enlarge us. To enlarge our influence as a body. To enlarge our hearts as individuals. And as he desires to do that he will search our heart to find out what we need to let go of how do we make more room for him how do I release the stuff that I've been holding on to that keeps me from being able to grasp him because my hands are full my heart is full it's full of my way it's full of my thoughts it's full of my desires it's full of what I want to do But David said, I'm choosing your way. I'm laying that down. I'm picking your way because I want you to enlarge my heart to give you more capacity, to give me more capacity for you. Amen. Does that make sense? God just calls us back to him, folks. You know, I I used to have these sin sheets. Some of y'all were the, I want to say the recipient. I want to say maybe the victim of those. And it was like three pages of helping you find sin. You might not have any, but we can help you find some. Boy, I'm glad God delivered me. The focus is not my sin. The focus is Him. And if there is sin, He will show me. He will point it out. We get those things and... We'd even confess to stuff we didn't do just because we needed more stuff. I don't know. But the focus is on Him. As we go to Him and say, Father, show me where I've chosen my way. Show me where I'm holding on to something that's taking the place of You because I want more of You. I want You to revive me. I want You to revive me. I want You to restore the passion and the longing And the desire for you that I once had when I met you. And all I thought at that point is I don't want anything but you. I want more of you. Somewhere we lost that. We left that. And we've sought for that contentment in other things. And God, I want you to show me where I've done that. Because I want you and all of your fullness. And I want you to enlarge my heart. Amen?